0: Good morning, everybody. You're tuning in to the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Tuesday, January 16th, and I am your host, Krishika Jathani reporting for MET Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are our top stories from today. First, almost 100,000 Afghan children need support three months after earthquakes. Next, northwestern Ontario is facing extreme winter conditions as cold weather warnings are put across the region. Then, an Ontario man's cross-Canada cycling trip helps researchers understand exercise's impact on Parkinson's disease. Finally, a man was left with life-threatening injuries after a stabbing in downtown Toronto. And then we will hear Samina with their latest Turn the Page segment. So, let's get into it. Almost 100,000 children in Afghanistan need support after earthquakes in the country's west. According to UNICEF, a 6.3 magnitude earthquake hit Herat province on October 7th. A second one struck the same province on October 11th. More than 1,000 people, mostly women and children, were killed in this natural disaster and 21,000 homes were destroyed. According to the Toronto Star, Fran Ekisa, a UNICEF representative in Afghanistan, said the following, Quote, The atmosphere in these villages is thick, with suffering even 100 days after the earthquake in western Afghanistan when families lost absolutely everything. Children are still trying to cope with loss and trauma. Ekisa added that the winter has left children and families without homes in life-threatening conditions. According to The Star, UNICEF said it urgently needs 1.4 billion in 2024 to meet the basic humanitarian needs of 19.4 million Afghans, which is only half of the population. The Taliban's failure to invest in public services has caused vulnerable communities to not recover from the shocks of the earthquakes. According to The Star, Akisa said more help is needed to, quote, ensure that children not only survive the winter but have a chance to thrive in the months and years to come, end of quote. According to the Associated Press, UNICEF said that 23.3 million people, including 12.6 million children, need humanitarian assistance. Quote, mainly due to the residual impacts of a protracted conflict, extreme climate shocks, and the country's severe economic decline. End of quote. Next, winter weather is returning to northwestern Ontario, bringing temperatures below minus 20 degrees Celsius. According to the CBC, extreme cold warnings are being sent to parts of the region. Environment Canada issued an extreme cold warning for communities west of Thunder Bay. Temperatures have dropped below to minus 25 degrees Celsius, and with wind, it feels like minus 40 degrees Celsius. Until Thursday, overnight lows are expected to be between minus 20 degrees Celsius and minus 24 degrees Celsius. Daytime lows are expected to be around minus 17 degrees Celsius. According to CBC, cold Arctic air is blanketing Western Canada. BC, Alberta, and the NWT are facing temperatures below minus 40 degrees Celsius. December was the warmest month on record in Thunder Bay, and several winter sports were forced to be done without their usual access to facilities. According to Georgina McKinnon, the executive director at the Warming Center at People Advocating for Change Through Empowerment is preparing for more people to come and seek shelter. According to CBC, McKinnon said the following, quote, I've been running with two staff per shift, but we know the numbers are going to go up, so we're bringing up three per shift, end of quote, she said. We've loaded up on supplies and we've put a call out to the community for coats, boots, hats, and mitts, end of quote. Next, after being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, Steve Eisman set out an 8,000-kilometer trip across Canada to raise money and awareness about the disorder. According to CBC, his symptoms during the experience were of interest to researchers at the University of Guelph. Parkinson's is a neurodegenerative disease that impacts a person's ability to move and speak. For Iceman, it causes muscle stiffness and brain fog. According to Parkinson Canada, there is no cure for this disease and more than 100,000 Canadians live with it. According to CBC, Iceman said, quote, "I came to recognize the benefits of cycling as a way to treat the symptoms of Parkinson's disease." End of quote. This led to his decision to do the 85-day cross-country trip, Spinning Wheels Tour, to raise awareness about the disease in 2022. At the same time, associate professor and researcher Philip Millar of University of Guelph was doing an exercise clinical trial funded by Parkinson Canada. According to CBC, Millar said, quote, We thought it was a really unique opportunity to be able to test him before and after such a really large kind of dose of exercise, end of quote. The research has been published in the journal Physiological Reports. Iceman was already taking part in regular exercise and was doing an average of 300 minutes per week of cycling. According to CBC, Millar said, quote, We saw across almost all of our parameters. He got fitter. Some of his motor symptoms decreased. He got stronger, end of quote. However, Millar added that the high-intensity workout, quote, isn't practical for recommending to patients. It is encouraging that it will tell us there really isn't an upper bound to the benefits, end of quote. According to CBC, some of the research noted the following, quote, on the Unified Parkinson Disease Rating Scale Part 3, his motor score decreased 44% from 46 to 26 His score on a standard test to measure Parkinson's fatigue, the PFS-16, decreased 32% from 3.4 to 2.3. End of quote. The message isn't that people with Parkinson's should cycle across Canada, but rather that exercise is good and more is even better. Finally, in Toronto news, a man has life-threatening injuries after stabbing downtown on Sunday night. According to the Toronto Star, officers were notified around 11.40 p.m. about an incident at a residential building near Dundas Street East and Sherbourne Street area. Toronto police said an altercation took place which resulted in a stabbing and that a suspect was taken into custody. According to paramedics, the victim was transported to a local trauma center. That was it from me today, and now I leave you with Samina with their Turn the Page segment.
1: Hello listeners, welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. It is one of the most iconic stories of the internet age, with a leader who had the foresight and the dream to have a shelf for every product imaginable, from A to Z. Jeff Bezos was an avid reader and wanted to create his own library of Babel, and he changed the publishing, retail, and media industries forever, using merciless, morally compromising tactics. The title of the book is The Everything Store. The author is Brad Stone. Brad is writer and journalist who has written for Bloomberg Businessweek, The New York Times, Newsweek, and is now the senior executive editor of Bloomberg News. When The Everything Store was released in 2013, it became a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller. It also won the Financial Times Goldman Sachs Book of the Year Award and the Financial Times and McKinley Business Book of the Year Award the same year. Brad had access to Amazon employees, friends, the Bezos family, and overall you can tell that this book is impeccably researched. There are footnotes throughout the book with an appendix if you'd like to get a more in-depth understanding of the events mentioned, and several photographs. A bright child who was enrolled in a gifted program after his parents nurtured his talents allowed Jeff to believe there wasn't anything he couldn't do. In reading the Everything Store, you quickly learn about his single-minded focus and ruthless tactics. Today we know Amazon to be the behemoth that it is. You can purchase any inconceivable product from the website, and it can be delivered to you in a matter of hours. The company has branched out into ebooks, media, and shows no sign of stopping. A billion dollar company that still makes employees pay for parking sets the tone for the treatment of employees and partners by Amazon. More than biography about its founder, we learn about the humble beginnings to the everyday operations of Amazon, creating a business that was virtually unheard of to what it is today. The promise of everyday pricing was used to bully, bankrupt, avoid taxes, shape legislation, and provided little work-life balance and tepid respect for employees. The Everything Store is an engrossing novel about a customer-focused company and American entrepreneurship that shaped the way we live our lives today. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library, and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at MetRadio. Thank you for listening.
0: Happy reading. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Looks like the weather today will be a high of minus 7 degrees Celsius and a low of minus 13. Happy winter. I will be back next Tuesday with some more news at Morning Mixtape, but until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's MET Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Krishika Jathani. Thanks for listening.